Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to How About That Crypto. I'm your host, Bitcoin Stylist. And uh, I just have a quick update for you guys, I, or sorry, you all. And um, I just wanted to kind of dive right in. Uh, so don't forget, this is not financial advice. Uh, share this stuff, so make sure everyone, everyone gets to hear it. Uh, if you don't, you're not really helping crypto, just so you know. And uh, and that's important that you like and subscribe and follow and comment and interact and share content that you consume about crypto, especially if you think it's going to be good, because it's important that the information spreads. So I'm just saying. Anyway, this is not financial advice. Um, this is just an update. And let's. I'm going to dive right in. So <clears throat> let's see here. Okay. So if you're listening on podcasts, I just scared, shared my screen. Um, you can use the links below, but you can just follow along. And here we go. All right. So first, I'd like to start off by saying I got an email uh, from Voyager, I think, yesterday. Uh, I don't know, actually. I don't check this email that email that often. Here we go. It says customer Voyager update from 10 hours ago. I pulled up this uh, Reuters. This is from four days ago, but I just got the email. So I think that's really interesting. But um, basically, so this is an article, article on Reuters. It's, it's by Dietrich Noth. And the title is Voyager gets initial approval for $1 billion Binance deal amid national security concerns. So if uh, you don't know, Voyager... It was a the was a yield generating platform. They were sending your money to uh, other companies that would lend it out or make bets on it and uh, return an interest rate for it uh, for your for your crypto. And you know we know now that a lot of this was done through like Three Arrows Capital. They gave half of their loan book to three years capital three years capital we know we found out in my news report that i gave you the day before yesterday or the last news report was uh where cameron winkleboss from gemini exchange was outlying outlying outlining all the things that have happened since the summer's crash leading up to now and basically three years capital was wash renting and repeating uh, money over and over and over again through Genesis by buying grayscale Bitcoin trust shares, posting them as collateral and buying more break grayscale Bitcoin trust shares, posting those as collateral, buying more and just doing it over and over and over again. And every 12 months and then they closed, they made the window six months, they could redeem their Bitcoin. And it was always worth more than what their collateral was because grayscale Bitcoin trust was trading at a premium. When the premium when premium drop, when the ticker symbol, the you know the stock of Grayscale Bitcoin Trust dropped, uh, so and that's basically you know pulled the market down because you know collateral started to erode. Uh, Terra Luna collapsing didn't help. Uh, there there there's allegations of 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 FTX and Genesis uh, trying to crash Luna. And so anyway, there's just a lot of like really shady and unfortunate stuff happening. And us, the retail investor, we get the short end of the stick on it because we didn't have any of this information to make our own decisions. We didn't know this stuff was going on behind closed doors. Uh, 
you know, supposedly if we get some form of disclosure disclosures or uh, regulatory regime in place, uh, we would have more information to go on. At least that's what uh, Gary Gensler is trying to push. And Gary Gensler, if you don't know, is the head of the head of the SEC. So I'm just going to show you something. Oops. Sorry. Uh, I'm just going to show you something. Um, if you're listening on podcast, what I'm going to pull up is, oh my gosh, I keep doing that. I'm trying to open up a new tab. There we go. So Gary Gensler made a post. I don't use Twitter very often on the, here we go. Uh, let's look up Gary Gensler on, on Twitter. Okay, so his last, I'm going to play this little video for you. I'm not going to play the whole thing, but I think it's important. ...system to make it more... Recently, the commission issued proposals on key parts of our... No, that's not it. Okay, and this is it right here. Sorry. ...crypto lending. What do seatbelts have to do with crypto lending? Seatbelts come standard in every car. That's true despite many innovations in automotive technology. Whether a car is four-wheel drive, two-wheel drive, whether it runs on gasoline or electricity, drivers and passengers deserve to be protected. Similarly, our federal securities laws protect investors. There's no reason to treat crypto markets differently from the rest of the capital markets just because it uses a different technology. Compliance with their laws protect the investing public. Unfortunately, some platforms that offer crypto lending aren't complying with the requirements. Consider this hypothetical. Bob runs an app that promotes 7% returns. And Alice and millions of other everyday investors put their asset in Bob's app. Okay, so just so you know, this is exactly what was happening leading up to the crash. So he is kind of, they are kind of depicting exactly what was happening. Just so you know, I mean, love me or hate me, I don't care. Here you go. Disclosures help Alice understand what Bob is doing with her assets. How is he funding the promised return? Is he running a hedge fund, for instance? In essence, what risk is he taking? Notably, it doesn't matter what kinds of asset Alice put into Bob's at. Cash gold, Bitcoin, chinchillas, or anything else. It's what Bob does that determines the protections provided by our laws. That's what the Securities and Exchange Commission found in a recent settlement with the crypto lending platform BlockFi. There are costs of complying with securities laws. Okay, so basically he's making the argument uh, that if there were proper regulations and oversight and registration uh, in place, then you might not have ever put your money on Voyager. You might not have ever put your money into Gemini Earn. You might not ever put your money into BlockFi. You might not have done that because you might have been able to see that these companies were taking risk. However, 
I don't know if I agree with that uh, from like in general, but I do think some people might have. But I will say this. When I went to put money into Gemini Earn to earn interest on my crypto, I had there was a pop up. I had to agree and say I understood that there's a counterparty. And if they don't pay back the loan, then I won't get my money back. So to me, that's as much of the disclosure as I needed to uh, really, you know, I ended up not putting my blue chip stuff into Gemini Earn. I put um, like mana in it because I had some and it was giving a return. And, you know, it's a not a great coin in my opinion. No offense to anybody who likes it. Um, uh, I would like to point out that there is... <clears throat> So there is another video on here, and I don't know where it is, but he talks about uh, how new rules need to be updated uh, for equity markets because because the eBay trade, E-Trade e baby hadn't been born yet. Basically saying that like some of their laws are needed to be updated because technology has changed. Uh, but then he says in this up in this video that we don't need to update them just because the technology's changed. So I think he's full of SHI, you know what? And um, I think that he just says whatever he need, feels like he needs to say to make his argument. So anyway, so so that's where we're at right now. Uh, that's kind of like the background. So what Voyager is bankrupt and uh, they were supposed to be bailed out by FTX. And, you know, I personally have money locked up on that, uh, on that, platform and a lot of other people do and under the ftx deal we were going to get 75 70 to 75 seven i think it was 70 percent of what we had on their back which was amazing but it also turns looks like they were just trying to put up a little bit of money to voyager in order to get to get the customer what customer assets are left so that they can use those and continue on with their shenanigans so we probably would have lost everything potentially uh who knows i don't know anyway and then binance came along and said we'll take over voyager's assets and then uh the sec and i think the doj maybe like the u.s government here you go the u.s committee on foreign investments in the united states an interagent body that vets foreign investments into u.s companies for national security risks uh they were like they don't like it and um but I guess they looked into it. They're working through the process and it looks like uh, maybe they got they got a green light uh, for now. And but it says if CFIS US this or government organization blocks the transaction, Voyager will be forced to repay customers with the crypto it has on hand, resulting in lower payout for Voyager users. Washington has increasingly used this organization, the CFIUS, to stimmy Chinese investment in the United States. And, you know, CZ from Binance is a Chinese-born Canadian citizen and has no permanent headquarters, which kind of, if you pay attention to how, like, China operates and, you know, they have their own police stations and they go around, like, I, they, you know, this, he could be, you know, just, anyway... I'm not going to make any speculations, but I feel like if you were in the government, you have to make a, you have to like, you have to like be on your, you know, on guard 
um, with uh, Chinese investments right now. I mean, that's at least how they feel. You know, maybe they maybe it's unnecessary. Maybe it's statism. I don't know. But that's not one of my point. The point is that they're that the government is weary, so they don't know that they like this that bunch. But it looks like things are gonna are they're going through where we have until it says in my email we have until April. But the best part about this whole thing is this number right here. Voyager estimates a sale will allow customers to recover 51% of the value of the deposits at the time of Voyager's bankruptcy filing. So 51% is a lot better than uh, zero or 25%. And I was expecting to get you know, 25, 30 cents on the dollar. So anyway, that's your update for Voyager. Um, but really what, what I think uh, is important to talk about is that SEC has charged Genesis and Gemini for this for the unregistered offer and sale of crypto asset securities through the Gemini Earn lending platform. So when I when I read into this, it says um, through this unregistered offering, Genesis and Gemini raised billions of dollars worth of crypto assets from hundreds of thousands of investors. Investigations into other securities law violations into other entities and persons related to alleged misconduct misconduct are ongoing. So I thought that they were actually going after specific crypto coins, but the more I read into this, it sounds like the actual product that they're talking the the security they're talking about is actually the Gemini Earn product. Because technically, uh, if you say, hey, give me your money, I'm going to, to go around and conduct business with it and, and give you interest and a yield, and then I'll give you, and so you can earn interest on your money. Uh, well, that's technically a security because you're relying on somebody to go out and actually generate a yield. So it's definitely not a commodity. It's That's not like gold. Putting your money into Gemini Earn isn't going to go up or down based on supply and demand. It's going to go up and down based on the success of somebody generating yield, which also means you have counterparty risk, which means that you could lose your money if the person that's taking the money and generating and using it to conduct business is not good at business or fails or has you know, exposes it to risks other risk you know it has to expose it to risk in order to generate a yield i mean there's no there's very little if any risk free return on money uh, people would say buy a us savings bond if you want a risk free return on your money uh, so that's what's happening. I mean, you can read the whole thing. The links are in the description below. But uh, basically, you know, Gemini and Genesis had a relationship, and we know from yet from my last episode, and 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 these open letters that Gemini wants their money back from Genesis, and Genesis looks like they might not have the money, and they might have to file bankruptcy. Well, Genesis was taking people's money and then turn around and using it to conduct business. So they're saying that that was also, it says the recent collapse of crypto asset lending programs and the suspension of Genesis program underscore the critical need for platforms offering securities to retail investors to comply with the federal securities laws. But like, don't be, don't, don't be, don't misunderstand this. This is not, a, this is not saying any of the crypto itself. I don't, I, I'm not reading that here and correct me if I'm wrong. So like what would be crazy if they go after, say, Coinbase for offering the sale of un, uh, offering unregistered securities on their platform is then they'd be going after a crypto exchange and going after a crypto exchange is not the same as going after Gemini Earn. I, Gemini Earn is a specific product on the exchange. So 
Once they go after the exchange, then they're going to have to reveal how they determine how crypto are securities. So I think they might be waiting for this uh, SEC versus Ripple lawsuit to play out. That's my prediction anyway. Let me know if you have a different opinion. Uh, I'd like to hear from you. Uh, I'd like to point out this point I thought was hilarious, uh, and I kind of really appreciated it. This is Ryan Selkis, who is the um, CEO or the founder of Masari Crypto, which is real-time financial reporting asset diligence and on-chain analytics. And they have over 300,000 daily readers. Masari produces some of the highest quality uh, data research that all of the people that you listen to on in on YouTube and even on the, on, on the mainstream media will use that information uh, to report on, on crypto. And uh, he says in response to this lawsuit, this charge of a sale of unregistered securities to by, uh, by the SEC on Gemini and and uh, Genesis is he says Gensler attacked Coinbase because he remembered Coinbase wanted to do a Coinbase earn or Coinbase lend and they wanted to do a lending platform. And uh, SEC told them that we'd probably sue you. And that's when like, uh, Brian Armstrong got all pissed off and like started talking smack about SEC. Um, but then this all happened. And now Brian Armstrong is going out and saying, we don't do that. We just are an exchange. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was funny. Anyway, so Gensler attacked Coinbase, cozied up to SBF, which is the biggest fraud since Madoff, spit in the face of retail investors by rejecting a spot ETF. You know, by rejecting the spot ETF by great to grayscale means that there's a huge uh, discount uh, in Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. So if you're a holder of the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust stock, then uh, you're kind of like, you're kind of stuck because the value of your stock doesn't actually reflect the value of the underlying investment. It's your, you, when you buy stock in Grayscale, you're essentially buying, you're buying Bitcoin at a 40% discount. The risk is that if there has to be a liquidation event or bankruptcy and a company like Genesis has to go bankruptcy and they own like, say, a million shares of Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. The value is going to continue to go down. However, if it was a spot ETF, uh, it wouldn't be the, the price, the ticker price would represent uh, a directly be correlated with the price movement of Bitcoin. So you wouldn't care if a company owned a bunch of these stocks necessarily because it should auto, you know, move correct and because they can destroy and create shares and stuff. How exactly it all works, but I don't exactly know the de intricate details, but that's how I understand how a spot ETF. So they're saying he's saying that, you know, the if if we would have had this spot ETF, then we would have we wouldn't have a problem that we have with grayscale right now. And it says and spent more time finding bankrupt entities and Kardashians than fixing problems. He's a crooked cop on the beat, not a public servant. I don't know about crooked cop, uh, but I definitely think he's going after low hanging fruit, which is uh, which is not actually protecting investors. It's just it's just notching wins on his belt. And, you know, going after the Kardashians was was because she didn't uh, say that this was a paid ad. She put hashtag ad and that wasn't sufficient, you know, and, and while that is important, I don't think that we want a bunch of people like myself or anybody else shilling tokens, uh, especially an influencer, someone influential like Kardashian, Kim Kardashian. So anyway, 
I thought that was funny because like he's kind of so right in all of this, but I think it's just low hanging fruit, you know? So anyway, that's kind of like the big update is that this, this lawsuit and uh, Voyager, there's some other updates I want to go into. Uh, I'll, I'll, you know, when I come back on on Monday, uh, I'll talk to you about um, Hong Kong is uh, really opening up to crypto and working on rules for retail investors. You know, they're moving way ahead of the U.S., just like uh, Europe. They have a comprehensive regulational regime. Uh, so the U.S. is just kind of like fallen behind. And we have multiple companies have said that they've left the U.S. because and or or don't offer offer business to U.S. customers because of all this uncertainty and things like Gary Gensler going after the low hanging fruit instead of actually trying to put together a comprehensive set of rules and explain to the industry exactly how they determine uh, how they measure and decide for cryptocurrency, because, you know, it's not the same thing as as stocks, you know, stocks can't become commodities. I'm sorry, they just can't, which means that if a if a crypto can start off as a security and become a commodity, don't you think that there needs to be some clarity on how that would work and, and at what point in time it's not a security anymore? I do think so. So I think he's full of SHI, you know what? Anyway, okay, well, that's the news. Tell me what you think. Uh, I'd love to hear from you and I'll talk to y'all later. Have a good weekend. Hold on.